0: His voice roughened. I want a kiss. A kiss. Tension slid sinuously along her limbs, each muscle clenching. Those motives she could certainly understand, it didn't mean she had to like them. Wariness spread through her as he lifted his hand and slowly, carefully, brushed the back of his fingers against her lips. She didn't flinch. Instead, she tipped her chin up and glared him down. "'Help me escape, and I shall grant you such a liberty. What harm could a single kiss do? Until then—' She took a step back, her skirts swishing around her ankles. "'I'll thank you to keep your hands to yourself.' His hand dropped. But the ghostly sensation of that touch lingered, reminding her that it had been a long time since she'd been touched in any way intimately, and never like this, never soft, full of gentleness, as if the very sensation of her skin beneath his was a pleasure in itself, not merely a step to greater satisfaction.' He was far more dangerous than she'd ever suspected, and she'd known since the first moment she'd met him that he was dangerous indeed. He was the only man who had ever managed to make her feel something. Agreed. Barons tilted his head in a nod. However, there's something I must do first. Oh? I need that note. Her heart hammered a little faster. Not because of barons, of course not. If the prince consort got his hands on that note and decoded it, Goethe wouldn't be the only one who died. She had given in to her queen and delivered the note, although she knew how foolish it was. This was as much her fault as the queen's. All along she'd known how dangerous it was to let one's emotions hold sway. From now on, Let cold, hard reason be her guide. A suicide mission, Barons said flatly. The nail in my coffin if I don't get it back. For a moment she thought he'd refuse. Then his black eyes narrowed, his voice turning soft and smoky. That is going to cost you considerably more than a kiss. A part of her was almost tempted to pay his price. But she hadn't clawed her way up through the echelon and held on to her duchy by giving in to her desires. And the price? For a moment, she thought his silence was the answer. It let her conjure up all manner of demands, let her imagine them in explicit, nipple-hardening detail. I want to see your breasts, he said, finally. I thought you wanted me in your bed. I do. But you will come of your own accord. Mina let out a rough laugh. Never, she whispered defiantly. Now come, we're wasting time. He caught her upper arm. I'll have your word first. Let's just say I trust you as much as you trust me. But you trust my word? Once given? Damn him. If you help me retrieve the note, I'll allow you your intimacies for ten minutes. You will not touch me, nor will you allow others to see me in such a state. Slight amendment. I believe there should be some touching allowed. Agreed. She needed him, and he knew it. Though a part of her was tempted to slap the smile off his face. Agreed, she replied through clenched teeth. Mina played a most excellent damsel in distress. Sobbing into her hands, she ran through the gardens, crashing directly into a hard chest. Hands came up to steady her. What have we here? She looked up into the face of a falcon. There was no mistaking the hard edge in his eyes or the complete lack of empathy there. Please, sir she stammered. It's so awful. I saw a man die. Did you know? His voice roughened, excitement gleaming in his eyes. That's a pity. Barons hit him from behind. A slim stiletto to the base of his neck, directly severing a pair of vertebrae. The falcon went down with a strangled.